0: You're listening to the Locked On Nuggets podcast, your daily podcast on the Denver Nuggets. Now, here is your host from denverstiffs.com,
1: Adam Mates. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Nuggets podcast, part of Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Adam Mates, from denverstiffs.com, the largest Denver Nuggets blog and community on the web. Check us out. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm joined today by one of our writers at Denver Stiffs, Brendan Boat. Brendan, what's going on, man?
0: I'm doing well, Adam. Thanks for finally having me on your podcast. This is huge for me. <laughs>
1: you say that every time. Yep. Um, <laughs> very, uh, keep the tradition alive. Uh, this episode of the show, we're going to do some quick hitter nuggets news before moving on to our power forwards. we got to rank all the, the power forwards in the NBA continuing the series. And then, of course, next week I will finish with the centers. Should be the most fun one. That's the one uh, I'm looking forward to. I could have just done the centers, but I wanted to do all the positions so that I could get to the centers it would have been weird if I would have just ranked centers, but I'm very excited for Monday or Tuesday show to see where Nikola Jokic lands. This has been an exercise in futility because doing these has been a lot of fun and it creates some debate. But I am so not tied to my rankings. How do you feel going through every going through the list and putting these guys in order? Are are, are you like pretty adamant about where these guys are? Are you embarrassed that not we'll be all. off by like ten, ten, fifteen spots on some guys? Oh yeah.
0: It's like a 4 out of 10 in terms of confidence level. I just want to say ahead of time, if there are any fans that are mad at me for how I ranked your guy, you should be because I did not put enough time into this, and I'm almost definitely wrong. That being said, there are
1: some interesting takeaways from doing this exercise. Um, One is just how good the league is because Mm -hmm. doing this exercise, coming into it, you know, I'm so high on Denver, and I think their talent is good, and I do think that they have... Their worst player, their worst starter is probably Will Barton relative to his position, and he's really good. So I think I, th- I think going through this list has kind of been an eye-opener to a lot of times we rank this Nuggets team against previous Nuggets teams and not against the, the just the rest of the league. And I think they stack up much better against previous Nuggets teams than <laughs> they do against the rest of the
0: league. Yeah, for sure. It's a loaded league. It's a loaded West. And I was talking about it with our friend TJ McBride the other day just he was trying to you know make me pick the two teams that'll miss out if you have Houston and OKC in there or Golden State excuse me and it's just such a tough exercise man i'm really high on the nuggets and yet it's almost hard to have them in the playoffs it's it's brutal right now i
1: think nuggets fans are going to be freaking out if they start the season slow just cuz when you know how important all these games are going to be um it, but it would also be a fun year. I do, I do have some confidence in the Nuggets. But before we uh, get to any of that, the schedule came out. Well, the schedule's coming out on Friday. But the marquee, there's three basic marquee games uh, or days in for the NBA. There's the opening week or really the opening first two nights. The Nuggets are not a part of that. There's Christmas Day, the Nuggets are not a part of that, and there's MLK Day, the Nuggets are not a part of that. Brendan, are you surprised, and and sort of what's your your take uh, from Denver being left out
0: once again? Well, no, I'm not surprised, right? How could you be? I, I know the major outlets are a little higher on them this summer than we've seen in the past, than we're used to, but does that mean Denver's any more marketable, any sexier to the national audience? You know, the League Pass nerds feel pretty good about them, but that's a separate conversation. I'm not surprised. And also, Adam, I'm, t- I'm totally okay with it because yeah. I, I sort of love the way the Nuggets are preserved and it's our turf, you know what I mean? I don't need national games, national media members in the house. There's something sort of uh, relieving about having the start to the season that should be kind of normal, kind of similar to the last year, last two years.
1: They're like the the band that tours for 30 years but always plays the, the, the lower venues. you exactly. know, They're never at Red Rocks, they're at the Ogden. Um, no, I, I, do you think, though, can Denver ever break into that echelon with this group? I mean, not not adding Kevin Durant, but just this group of guys. Do you think Nicole Jokic would ever be in vogue and, and Gary Harris? Because in my mind, they are as fun as those early Kings teams. They're as fun as the seven seconds or less sun. Like, they have that where they're a unique, fun brand of basketball, but is it just that they don't have the, the, the star personality?
0: No, I think they're close. I think it's possible. I wrote that piece for Denver stiffs. The time is now. And I talked about sort of the stakes that are present this season and why Denver really can't uh, come up just short yet again. There's a lot riding on it this year, whether that be fan attendance, uh, Malone and Tim Connolly's job security, uh, or even this, Adam, the fact that Denver is so close to sort of capturing the national eye. I think people want to want to watch the Nuggets. Yeah. they just need to they need to trust them so the wins have to come first. I do think if they give us the year we're looking for this year like a fourth or a fifth seed, then they absolutely turn that corner.
1: do you think it would have been different if they would have beaten the timberwolves in game 82 and made it in, into the playoffs? do you think they would have been a little bit more on the radar?
0: Not necessarily because they probably would have gotten smoked in round one
1: yeah
0: so you know I it would have been fun for us the bragging rights we've been on the butt end of some tough jokes since. But I don't really think that game was ultimately uh, too consequential, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh,
1: What game on the schedule are you most looking forward to? Like when the schedule comes out, just what, what matchup
0: are are you going to first kind of look for Utah, Utah? I'm very curious to see uh, who the better team is. I, I, you know, Utah got a lot out of the Donovan Mitchell trade, not just on the court, but he's also just been such a fun dude this off season. He's brought more attention, more star power to that market than I've seen. So, um, I am I'm happy for them, but I'm also jealous of them and and I would love to see the Nuggets sort of put the jazz in their place this year, although it's quite possible that the jazz real place is a couple seeds ahead of the Nuggets. So.
1: <laughs> I think that's absolutely their, their place, but you know what, actually, maybe not, maybe not. I let's pump the brakes on, on Utah. I, I, not that I don't believe in them, but they have as much of a, uh, of a of a chance to underwhelm teams as any of these other you know denver minnesota portland all those teams i think they, there's a chance that you know they were better they played above themselves last year at least um but i think well, so but,
0: i but, think it's i'm really glad you said that because I, i'm not entirely sure that utah is utah the team that went on that second half tear or is utah the team that needed a second half tear you know i'm leaning right. towards the former but i'm not convinced
1: yeah no that's absolutely I mean I'm I'm right there with you I would bet on them being very very good but it's def- definitely not a not a lock what about the uh, the rest of these slates of games like opening night Christmas are, are there games around the league you're you're very excited for
0: uh well Christmas I'm interested for the the Lakers Warriors game just because I, it's LeBron and I know people are tired of LeBron Warriors I Never grow tired of elite basketball, and LeBron's I'm, one of my favorite. I'm tired athletes. of
1: it. I'll be honest. I think I think next year we can we could have brought it back, but to me that's not a good game. That's that's the best team in the league against a not you know a middle of the road. Oh, certainly,
0: team. certainly. Golden State's much much better, but is LeBron going to bring the heat? That I just always love watching LeBron on Christmas, yeah. and it'll be fun to see him in a Lakers. Fun's not the right word. Interesting to see him in a Lakers uniform. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious about that team. Uh, but mostly, out them, I'm just not that pumped about the Christmas slate.
1: Yeah. T- Trailblazers jazz. I mean, it's a good night. That's a, that's a good game. I mean, those teams teams are matched up well. Sixers Celtics, to me, is the, uh, the fillet of the day. I, I agree. I like that rivalry. Those are two very, very good teams. I think the bad blood will be there. I think it'll be fun.
0: Yeah. For me, the reason I didn't pick them is just, I don't know, we saw that so recently. Uh, yeah. We have some idea of what that looks like. So I guess it's just LeBron in the new setting as a new factor. But I'm just a LeBron stand man. I'm going to pick the LeBron game no matter what. That's all it comes down to.
1: The Nuggets picked uh, Devon Acum Purcell as their second two-way contract guy. That seemed like that was Kendrick Williams's spot to to lose, and he lost it. Um, I didn't. Yeah. I did not expect them to go with a six-five, hundred ninety-pound wing. But um, what do you think of that selection?
0: You know, I, I have a hard time saying I didn't expect it because. While I don't know if it's my ideal decision, I I did kind of expect it, especially after the way Torrey Craig worked out, um, just sort of the way the fans got relatively excited on social media about his high-scoring summer league games. I don't know know if he's the best fit. I don't really know if he's ever going to be an NBA rotation player, but I'm not surprised that Tim Connolly and co. uh, took a chance on him. Here's what I hope comes of this.
1: I've said for a while that with the way the league is set up now and with how much talent there is in Europe... I think there might be a good strategy to overload your roster with your top six guys and then try to add some 26, 27-year-old in their prime, have spent five years in Europe and have been very good, and get them on cheap deals. Your Milos uh, Teodosiches, your Joe Ingles, guys like that, you maybe can get them for a year or two. And Denver, maybe, uh, I mean, I think they picked Devon okun because he played so well in Summer League and kind of earned that spot, but... There is something to be said about they've brought two 27-year-olds over now two years in a row for those two-way contracts. It might bode well for them to tell teams two, three years from now, hey, why don't you come over to us? We're a great spot for international prospects to come over and get their feet wet in the NBA, even though they're not necessarily young prospects. It might pay off for them two, three years from now if they can get guys on a one- or two-year deal um, to, to come over and just be very, very undervalued, you know, ha- play on cheap contracts.
0: Right. I just wonder, Adam, if they're simply trying to catch lightning in a bottle twice. And, <laughs> you know, the teams typically go with the younger dudes for these two ways. And I think rather than checking younger guys out, like Torrey Craig actually helped the Nuggets last season. Yeah. I think it's a little bit overblown, but he was needed and he was used. That wasn't a traditional two-way contract or usage of a two-way player. And I wonder, I wonder if that's what they're going for here again—someone who can help them in the short term. Um, but you know, we'll see. A Coon Purcell is—he's a hard player. He's a guy who who bet on himself, and was he 26? I think twenty-six. Yeah. So I mean, he hasn't given up yet. He, he's still here, still plugging away, and maybe he helps this team.
1: I don't, I don't think he'll play, but he can help the team in this one way. Denver, their locker room is—we've talked about this a lot. They're quiet. They don't have a lot of just like hard on your sleeve type guys, and I think. Torrey Craig, he's a quiet locker room guy, but he's a loud player. He just plays balls to the wall. I think Akum Purcell is the same way. I think Isaiah Thomas is an emotional lift type guy. So they've added a few of those guys, at least in practice and stuff, and maybe that was something that they were missing. So maybe Devon Akum Purcell is one of those guys that just kind of raises the intensity. I guess we'll have to wait and find out with him. <laughs> All right, let's get into this rankings <laughs> this rankings nonsense. Power forwards. Just like small forwards, this was really tough because it's hard to know who's the power forward, who's the small forward. So in some cases, who's the center, who's the power forward. But we're going to do our best. There will be areas where we disagree. Um, but let's start with – we'll go in reverse alphabetical order and, of course, end with the Denver Nuggets because it's always fun to leave Paul Millsap's ranking uh, in suspense. Washington Wizards, first of all, who's starting at power forward? Markeef Morris is is the obvious pick, but maybe you had somebody different. Um, Is that who you
0: had? Yeah, I had Markeith. And where is he ranked? I have him at 24, Adam. What? Yeah, Yeah, I know it's low. Um, Statistically, there's a lot of guys I guess you could argue that he should jump. But to me, it's like when I watch him play, I have never, ever felt inspired. Um, Certainly defensively, offensively, like – yeah, he can fill it up a little bit, but he's not super active off ball. He just doesn't really seem to do a lot of the things that are conducive to, to winning to team basketball. Um, he doesn't see there are a lot of guys on this list, Adam, that I think are willing to just simply fill their role to the best of their ability. And I don't know if I have Morris in that category. Yeah, uh, And maybe I just I'm super low on the Wizards. But yeah, I got Morris way down there.
1: I am 22nd, so I don't know why I freaked out. I ah, yeah, it got you. me nervous right <laughs> off the bat. Uh, the LeBron stopper. I mean, that's what he's known for. I, <laughs> think, I think Markeith Morris is is actually sneaky good. He just doesn't play good. I know that doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, I, I, I think. Agree. I think in the right situation, he would actually be incredible. I mean... We saw a little bit of this, I guess, with Marcus Morris in Boston. Like he was a very useful piece there. Uh, You know, next year in Los Angeles, Marquise and Marcus combined might end up being really, really good off the bench. I, I, I don't know, but I we have him in the same, the same zone. I would take him on Denver. I mean, he's an interesting. I mean, for the right price, I guess, but um, interesting piece. Utah Jazz,
0: Derek Favors. Yeah, that's what I have as well, and I have him at. uh, I have him at fifteen.
1: I have him at 12. I'm sneaky high on Derek favors though. See, we were talking before the show and you were like after the 10 guys, there's a lot of guys I don't I'm not that high. on. I'm actually high on I would say 13, 14, 15. 15 guys. 15 right at the midway point of this list. Yeah. I
0: I'm,
1: I I like the guys quite a bit.
0: I guess what I meant was guys like uh 11 through 17, maybe 18 like you could talk me into switching any of those guys around. Yeah. Uh, Favors is someone I had a really hard time with because I'm high on him as well, but this is also a guy who is a little more like a center traditionally than the yeah. modern power forward, a guy who prefer who doesn't um who prefers to sort of play that center style. And so, yeah, it works pretty well next to Gobert. It works in substitute of Gobert when he's hurt. But I just wonder like how helpful is a guy like Favors in the, in a playoff series in the modern game? So that's why there are a couple of names that I ultimately slid ahead of him. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I have no issues with him at 12.
1: What's so funny about the NBA is playoff series, guys like him really can get well, – though not really guys like him. Front courts like him and Gobert can really get um, exploited a bit. But regular season, I, I like favors. His problem is he's never healthy. I think if right. he would have a, like a fully healthy career, I, I, I think he could be a Millsap-like player where he's always better than – I mean, I think he's already better than he gets credit for, but I think he can be like sneaky – sneaky really good um Toronto Serge Ibaka Pascal Siakam what do you got I have a Baca yeah I think that's
0: right and I have him coming in at 21
1: I had him 25 and I don't feel good about it. I looking at my list he should be ahead of actually I'm going to change it I, I think I was moving things around at the last minute I'm going to move him to 23 I'm going to put him right after man I'm putting him after Markeef? that doesn't sound right either
0: See, but what I think happened with Ibaka was there was this fall from grace. So maybe there's almost an overcompensation in how far we're dropping him. In yeah, our sort of... he's still solid. Right, right. I mean, he was still a player who was out there in a playoff series. He still gives you more than a lot of the guys on this list. But it's, it's hard not to think of him in contrast um, to what he once was. And, uh, you know, that's a lot higher than a lot of the guys on this list. So, so I wonder if that plays into it psychologically.
1: And he can shoot that three. I mean, all you need him to do offensively is play the dunker or play the corner, and he can do that. And then defensively, he's mobile. Maybe not as mobile as he used to be, but he's mobile and he can protect the rim. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, I have him too low. I already regret it. That's, a, that's my worst pick so far. Uh, San Antonio, LaMarcus Aldridge.
0: Yeah, I have him at four.
1: Okay, that's pretty high. I've got him Six
0: okay Um, that's pretty similar
1: (laughs) (laughs) well when you get up that high I feel like the 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 margins matter a little bit more but um I'm I'm sneaking low on Aldridge he's really really good I just don't like him but give me your your defense for four
0: well I think and I sort of felt this way as I was filling it out and I definitely feel it now I'm a little guilty of recency bias yeah Uh, that Spurs team just wasn't good and you know pop certainly gets the credit first and foremost but even pop can't engineer a season like that without his best player playing very well. He had a and sneaky
1: all, great year. He like he had, had a some
0: some, <laughs> some yeah. monsters like he carried that team into the playoffs. So I wonder so for me I have him at four, but that I almost I feel like I'm awarding his single season there. Like I there well, are some guys below him that you could argue are better players, but
1: is he the best player on their team next year?
0: Oh wow. That's gotta be DeRozan, right? I mean I'm I have the same hesitation about DeRozan in a playoff series and what he does to your long-term ceiling as everyone else. But I also think there's a lot of um, going too far in the other direction with DeRozan. This guy is yeah. still one of the most talented bucket getters in the league, and I think Popovich will will figure out what to do with him at least in the regular season.
1: I think Aldridge is the better player. Uh, okay. I don't. I don't. But I think it's close. I mean, I mean, you. You. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel that confident in it. Um. Aldridge really was sneaky great last year. I mean he had just had so some, some monster, monster games, but I also feel like there's a bit of a limiting factor to his uh his style of play that um maybe his ceiling his floor maybe is higher than some of the guys yes. around him, but his his ceiling a bit a bit lower. Um Sacramento.
0: The Kangs. Uh do you still have Zebo in there? I do. Me too. <laughs> but yeah I don't their their roster first of all is horrible their roster <laughs>
1: the construction of this roster is just so bad uh because there's a lot of players I mean I don't think you can sl- there's nobody you can slide small and say okay they're gonna take so then is Bielita going to start um is Scal gonna start is you know I, Deontay De- I mean I don't I don't I don't really get it. I guess actually you know what now that I look at it, we're, we're, I'm an idiot. I, they, there's a very clear starter there, and it changes things. It actually doesn't change the uh, ranking a whole heck of a lot, but I think Marvin
0: Bagley's the starter. Oh, wow. I feel silly. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you almost forget for a second for whatever reason, just because we're looking at different depth charts, and he shows yeah. up as like the like newcomer. But he's definitely starting over Zebo.
0: Well, he should. I mean, why Why the hell not, right? Let's see what we can squeeze out of Zach Randolph.
1: I'm going to leave him in the exact same spot, though, that I had Zebo, Okay, what is that spot?
0: 30th. 30th. <laughs> I had him, and this is bad, I had him at 25. Oh, wow. So what are you going to do with Bagley, then? Just leave him leave there for simplicity's sake. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bagley, I think, will be better than than people. I mean, I think, like, analytics, people are really, really low on him. Um, but I think he'll he'll put up some good numbers. I think he hustles. You know what you get out of him. I just I don't
0: think he's good at the things that are important. And, and on top of that, rookies are bad. I mean, that's that's, that's the th- thing, man. I think people have were a little spoiled with the way some of these guys have played of late. But this is a point that, you know, I've heard you talk about sort of off the pot, off the record a bunch. Um, yeah, it's really, really hard to be a positive rookie player, even yeah. if you have a good rookie season. How much did you really help your team? That said, I, I think Bagley is one of those, uh, like you described with Aldridge. I think he's going to end up being a a high floor, lower ceiling type of player.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I, and if he wasn't a number two pick, I mean, part of it I think him going number two is a curse more than a blessing for his maybe not for his his pocketbook. I think he'll get paid a lot more even long term. But if he was looked at like Kenneth Fareed, I think he'd be incredible. Like he'd be he's he's a better version of that where he can get you the twenty and twelve um dominate athletically and physically on on a lot of nights but I don't think he's a star. I just think he's a fifth guy on your starting lineup and if that was what the expectation was, he would be an A+ plus fifth guy, but unfortunately, he was drafted and I think he'll be paid like a number 1 option and I don't think he's that.
0: Right. And it's, you know, it's funny. There are a lot of guys who the evaluation of them and their entire career is sort of done from that through that lens. And it's unfortunate. Kind of like um different scales of players, but like Mason Plumley in Denver now. Everything he does is about the contract, right? It's right. not about the player that he is in a vacuum. Yep, yep. So I wonder if that's going to haunt Bagley.
1: I think it will. Um, nonetheless, I think he'll be bad next year. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's not like he's being helped out by a great, well-balanced Sacramento Kings roster. Portland Trail Blazers, Al Farouk Aminu.
0: Okay, you're going to be mad at me. Oh, no. This is my thirty.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, I am mad at you because that's bad. I think I have him twenty fifth, so it's not like it's that that off. But
0: you're you're low on Aminu. I am low on Aminu. I just think you know the eight rebounds a game is nice, but he shot. You know he's not a scorer, but nine points a game on like thirty percent. He can't shoot. Can't <laughs> space the floor. You're asking him to start eighty two games, uh, and it's going to be alongside Nurkic. I think if you're asking those guys to beat your front court for eighty two and get you wins, you're in trouble. Uh, that said, 30th is dead last, so I feel silly. But he's not – I mean, he's in the 25 to 30 range, right?
1: Yeah, he's just – he is tough. I think he's a bit of that old-school stretch four where it was like, oh, but he can hit the three. Yeah, not right. very well, but he can. Um, I like Amino, though. I'll be honest. I, I really like – I wouldn't mind him on Denver. He can defend the heck out of the ball. But, yeah, his to me, he seems like he even he either goes three for four or oh for four from, from the corner. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of nights you catch him on 0 for 4 and he's unplayable. But the 3 for 4 nights, I think he played Denver. This was maybe two or three seasons now. Nuggets put Jokic on him like, oh, we're just going to hide him. And he went like 4 for 4 in the first three minutes of the game. And it was like, gosh,
0: dang it. Of course. Yeah, but that's, that's Nug life for you. Yeah. But you know what? And all this said, he can definitely defend better than the four guys I have ahead of him. Five guys. Yeah. So I, I understand why he would be higher, should be higher.
1: Let's get crazy here with Phoenix.
0: I don't. I, yeah. Who do you have starting? I got Trevor Ariza, which doesn't sound right. But what do you think
1: the t- odds are Chris starts over him.
0: Chris is not good. I don't think. <laughs> no, but uh, not, I'm not like entirely out on him. There's some intrigue, I suppose. But is he good enough to start? Like you just gave Ariza what. 16, i sixteen—I don't remember.
1: Yeah, he needs to hold that group together because man, they have a—they have a very strange. Oh, they sure do. Very, very strange line roster configuration as well. Not Isaiah Canaan is going to be the uh, point guard. Maybe, maybe Eli Acobo. I don't know. <laughs> um. All right, so Trevor Ariza, we'll roll with him. Where do you have him? Fourteen. Oh, <laughs> all right. Here's our first real, real break. I had him twenty-three. Okay. Uh, my thinking is, I like Ariza. I think he's okay. We're projecting forward. He's a little long in the tooth. And I think Ariza is a guy that is good on the Rockets and would have been good on the Warriors or Cavs. I don't know that he's good on the Phoenix Suns. I,
0: I was just going to say, my entire argument was going to be about how he's helpful in the playoffs, but I just remembered he's on the Suns. <laughs> uh, so that's not important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you're probably right. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of Ariza in Houston, and that's not going to be the same player. I just... This was almost me ranking player archetypes in a, in a lot of ways, and I just think when you look at the modern NBA, like there's yeah. a lot of guys on this list where you're like, man, how do you play them anymore? Right. And, and Ariza's not that. No, uh, he's a great archetype. You know, fourteen's probably. If you want to tell me it's high, you know, sure, probably is. But well, I had
1: twenty three, so I would think it's high for me personally.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's going to be closer to twenty three on the Suns. What he is yeah. in a vacuum is probably somewhere in between.
1: Yeah. I can dig that. Um, Philadelphia, who's going to start it? Give me their starting lineup real quick. Um, I, I've asked every different people this, and they all have different answers.
0: I know. I listened to your, your pod with Dave DeFore to prep. I studied for this, <laughs> and I agree with him with Saric at four, I think. Yeah. Uh, so that would be Covington at three. Here's, here's a question. Well, no, because it's –
1: Darius Saric can do everything, and he can play several different styles. And sometimes that's nice as a sixth man because you can either sub in at small forward, power forward.
0: You can we need you to score, we need you to defend, whatever. And that, he can play make a little, right? Oh, I absolutely! Mean, oh, phenomenally. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, if you were going to give the keys to one guy in that second unit, it probably makes more sense to like let him run that than than Covington um, or
1: Chandler even. Or
0: Chandler. Would you just play Simmons at the one, by the way? Is that stupid? What no.
1: You think? So we did this when I went with point guards, and I was like, I'm not putting Simmons as a point guard. But looking at their roster, I'm an idiot. Uh, he absolutely is their point guard. I think J.J. Reddick is their starting shooting guard.
0: Yeah, that's what I think.
1: I think Covington, no questions asked, is starting at a forward spot, and Embiid is starting. So that only leaves Sarich or Chandler, in my opinion, only leaves Sarich or Chandler, or maybe you could say Markel Fultz, who, you know, starts as well, even though he's like an off-ball point guard or whatever. I think when it all said and done, though, Dario Sarge does start. And I think that's a heck of a lineup. And even though you would like to have a little bit more staggering there, you start that five, and it's one of the best five, if not the best fives in all of the NBA, and and you're going to kill a lot of teams with it.
0: And I'm, I'm super high on Sarge, man. But hit me with where you have him in these rankings.
1: I have him ninth.
0: Okay, I have him 11th.
1: Yeah, and I have him in front of a player that you're going to like spit out your your coffee when you when you hear this cuz uh, I, I love Saric. I think to me he is he's like what we wished Gallo was going to be. He can he can shoot the 3, he can put it on the floor, he can pass. And Gallo's a great player. I am so high on Dario Saric's playmaking and vision. I think he would fit beautifully on a team like Denver that where, where like a high IQ. I think the more high IQ players you put around him, the better he looks. Um, so I'm I'm really high on him. And then another thing he came over – the reputation with him was that he had a big ego and had to be a star and this or that. He has fit so nicely into that lineup as a role player. If you think about it, he doesn't take a bunch of bad shots or demand the high usage or anything like that. He just fits in, and uh, I, I I think that's impressive for a player of his talent and skill level.
0: I agree, and he doesn't it, – it's funny that like that sort of talk about him in hindsight seems super off, doesn't it? I get yeah. zero vibes.
1: In that regard, it so. was a big story because apparently he had a big ego out in Europe. But
0: yeah, he, he's. Made I mean, it work. no he he seems like a great hang dude. Like if I was bringing <laughs> guys in the NBA, I'd want to want to go out with. He's up
1: there for sure. I love when you rank players based on how, how good of a uh, hang they are. <laughs> uh, the Orlando Magic, everybody's favorite team. Yeah,
0: do you have Aaron Gordon at the four?
1: No, because I did him at the three last time as, okay. and, and I was cheating myself because um, it just made it easier to put him there. Uh, I have Jonathan Isaac, who you could argue, if those two guys are on the court, that Isaac is the small forward and Gordon the power forward. But Isaac is the guy I went with, um, and he's basically a rookie, having hardly played last year.
0: Yeah, so where do you have Isaac? Because I don't – I have Gordon, so let's just do them separately.
1: I have him 26th.
0: Okay, that makes sense. And I'm Ah.
1: high on him. I just think that this will – one, Orlando's not very good, so he's not getting a lot of help. Um, and two, it's basically a rookie season for him with injuries and all that stuff. i, I I'm just I, I'm really high on him long term. I think it'll take a year.
0: Yeah, I have Aaron Gordon at nine. Wow, you're really high on Aaron Gordon. I feel like there needs to be a big asterisk next to everything he's done and shown us, which is that he's on the freaking magic and it's, like the it's, Ola Depot plan. It's just been like disastrous. everything that's happened since they drafted him. And I think he still managed to play well, garner interest, and again, archetype, right? Yeah. Long, uh, athletic. You know, the glimpses of shooting last year were interesting. Who knows if that's sustainable, if that's a sign of, of progression. But uh I, I you know, I just wonder what he would look like on another team, Adam. I think if he, he was on a better team, he would look really good.
1: I think he's another guy who like Bagley. I don't think he's a star. I think he's a really good fifth guy. A guy you know, like, Andre Iguodala is the the best example of this. Who, by the way, Aaron Gordon has taken the Andre Iguodala belt for a guy whose biceps look like they're flexing even when he's not. Yep. That guy is, like, it looks like when I, like, a bodybuilder flexes and, and pumps that bicep. That's what he looks like when his arms are straight. It's pretty impressive.
0: It- Really fed into my rankings pretty hard. Just how dope he was. <laughs> and that might be why he's in the top ten.
1: But Igodala when he was in Philly was good, <laughs> but he clearly was not a, a number one guy. Now he's a six man. He's like the best six man in the league by you know by a mile. So yep. I think that's Aaron Gordon as well. Not that he has to come off the bench, but I just think that he's a, a high level role player, not a star, and and unfortunately in Orlando that's not his role.
0: I agree with you, but I also think that. Someone who's a high-level role player who stays within the, that role, who wears those shoes, um, if they do that comfortably, there are nine, like nine, 10 or eleven sounds right to no me. No doubt like, about it. Like uh, Dave said on the last pod, we have to value those guys more than the guys who who try to step out of their shoes. Maybe have a little more overall talent, but are ultimately just more detrimental um, to the team effort. I, so I, I can envision that type of career path for Gordon if he ever gets out of Orlando.
1: No, no doubt about it. I'm I'm fully on board with all of those thoughts. Uh, Oklahoma
0: City. Uh, okay, looking at my spreadsheet, uh, who is that? It's Patrick Patterson. Do you have Grant or Patterson? I have Grant. My guy's Grant, who I'm almost certain will be the
1: starter. And That's what I thought,
0: but Zach Lowe said different, and so I just really? changed my mind. Well, Zach Lowe yeah. knows better than I do. He
1: says yeah. that Jeremy Grant will come off the bench then, huh? Yes. For Pat Pat. Okay. Man, I, I don't Patterson. Want to, at- so we have to rank Patterson? <sighs> that's so much just, less just fun. do
0: grant man we don't have to be on the same page. okay
1: all right i'm gonna do jeremy grant because i think he's a great player where do you have him i have him 13th wow wow i like him i think he's good and i think he's gonna have this is projecting next year i am so high i've been telling everybody this i am so high on oklahoma city i Me too. actually. i think they're sneaky i'm gonna be i'm so adamant about this that i'm gonna be dead wrong and I like Jeremy Grant on that team. I think he fills a vo- uh, uh, a niche for for them. I think they have a death lineup that uh, includes him that that can be really really good. So I'm I'm in.
0: Uh, quick 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 tangent question for you: Who are you more confident in at the three seed, Utah or OKC?
1: Hmm, that's a great question. I'm going to say Utah because, as Gordon Hayward has pointed out in the Denver Stiffs group chat. Andre Robertson's coming back from a pretty major injury, and we keep I'm, just penciling him in as being that guy, and, and there's a chance he's actually not that guy.
0: Did you just – sorry, you meant Gordon Gross, right? You did say Gordon Hayward, and I just want to clear. <laughs> I if he Gordon. was in our group chat, there would be a, a Patreon set up already for those Slack did I really?
1: I you Gordon Did Gordon Gross. Sorry. Yeah. Gordon sorry, Gross. Gordon. Both yeah.
0: Gordons. I apologize. Good point by Gordon, though, you know. <laughs> that
1: was a good point. Um.
0: But yeah, I I get that. At the the flip side of that man is that if he is healthy, don't you? I mean, I would have OKC at like the third or fourth best defense in the league, if not higher. They were uh,
1: so good right before Rob Roberson got so hurt. Man. They good. were so good. And and honestly, Melo being out of there just means Paul George yes. gets more. Run. I mean, I, I'm high on this team. You know, I like teams where the roles are are clearly defined. And this is a team that. Westbrook's the guy. Paul George is the second guy. Everybody else is role players, and they all seem to understand that. I mean, the one guy is is Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder. Who knows what happens there, but you know what? He he's not that important, and I think he'll be. I think he'll be okay.
0: Yeah, I I just two days ago talked myself into OKC over Utah.
1: Utah's the steady one, though. You know, Utah's the one that I feel like they just they they're so consistent, and disciplined. I mean, they're like the Spurs. Oklahoma City is more of a <laughs> – they could be the 8 seed or they could be the 3 seed. I, I, they're just so more, so much more volatile. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Knicks. <coughs> Guy Already. might not even play this year. Chris Depp's Porzingis, but we have to put him in there. He might play yeah. a lot. Who knows?
0: The Zing God. Uh, I have him at 7. I have him 8. Nice. That's pretty close, dude.
1: That is pretty close. One number away if my math is right. I'll check yep. later. I think so, yeah. Um, so Porzingis, I mean, it sucks that he – it sucks that he got hurt, it sucks that he's out. do you think he are you worried that he's injury prone? he's seven foot three
0: yeah, definitely dude. seven foot three gangly uh plays really hard, throws his body around uh yeah man, I mean all those guys are injury prone just like as a matter of disposition, you know.
1: I sneaky hate Chris Debsport, I guess. Could I have a confession on this podcast? Oh yeah, let's let's do the <laughs> let's do the anti-Zingis stuff. I'm here for it. It's not that I hate him. I think he's an okay player. I think he's good. I just think that a lot of the stuff people love about him, to me, he's not as good as people think. Like the crossover, mid-range,
0: step-back stuff. I'm like, yes. he's he's not that great at those. It's just that he can do it. Yeah, and it's just it, that he it, can. Yep. No, I'm with you. It, dude, a, a guy of that size absolutely needs to grab more rebounds <laughs> and. <laughs> he creates zero shots for his teammates and he yeah. takes some really insane shots
1: This and back to the basket game is not that great yet. I know he's young, but no, like, I mean,
0: it looks amazing when it goes in. You're like, how do you guard this dude? But the answer is you just let him keep taking dumb shots. So, <laughs> exactly. uh, so I'm with you on that. One. I mean, I, that said he's seven and he's good and yeah. could be great, but, yeah. uh, you know, injuries made it harder for me to even consider going higher.
1: Yeah. That's the other thing. You never know what the injury concern. Um, He's also got that Nick stench on him. Uh, New Orleans. That was, that was a fun one. I was, I'm was i excited for this one.
0: Okay. Uh, this is the most interesting one to me. Can I tell you why? Yes. Because in terms of who should start or like who's the better player, it's really, really neck and neck with Mirotić and Randall. I think Randall might be like the better basketball player, mm. but Mirotić fits a lot better alongside yes. Davis, I think. I think people really underrate Miritich's contributions to that post-boogie run. He was nasty. (laughs) And so despite being maybe slightly higher on Randall's overall talent, I think it's Miritich that's going to start. And I have him at 16.
1: If you can space the court around the Drew Holiday, Anthony Davis (laughs) pick and roll, you're going to have a great offense. And Miritich stretches the court. Randall, a great player. But Randall Davis, I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work. I'm curious to see. Um, but Randall, kind of like we were talking about with Sarich, although we didn't land on Sarich coming off the bench. We had him starting. Randall, to me, is just more of a puncher off the bench. And he can be a wrecker. He can be a wrecking ball off the bench. Few teams can plan for both Anthony Davis and Julius Randall because you need to have kind of a hoss to guard both guys. And few teams have, and in different ways even. So, uh, I think it can work. I just don't see him starting together. So I had Miritich as well, and I had Miritich as the twentieth best power forward. Okay. I think he's a little more specialized. He's really, really, really good,
0: um, but a little bit maybe more limited. You know, I think I was like, in hindsight, I was pretty inconsistent with my criteria, like Me for too, some guys. I have him behind Thad Young, and now I'm mad at myself. What the heck was I thinking? Well, and also it's like some guys I was like, well, I really like them in the spot that they're in. So I'll put them higher. And then in uh-huh. other guys, I tried to do their talent in vacuum. So for me, Mirotic is in the right spot. He was really, really good at the second half of last season. He's good. So I'm just, you know, I'm expecting that guy benefiting from Davis again. Where'd you have him? Uh, 16. You were right.
1: You get that one. You absolutely. Thanks, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I feel like. Maybe I forgot him and just left him wherever I originally typed his name on my sheet. I'm going to go with that because he is definitely
0: not the 20th. Um, Minnesota. What's their name? They're the Wolves, right? The Timberwolves. Yes. Uh, Taj Gibson, right? Yes. And where'd you have him? (laughs) Too high. I had him 11th. Yeah, that's way too high. (laughs) (laughs) I love Taj. Me too, man. Can I say this? It's too high, but I also put him in at eleven, and then I moved him down like four <laughs> times since.
1: Okay. So, uh, he locked I up. Have, he locked up. Jokic. Look, he fouled the heck out of him in that game. He probably had six fouls that weren't called. But that overtime in that fourth quarter, his defense was incredible on
0: Jokic. The reason I think Gibson's so dope is he's a guy who's like play style. You know, should have had him left behind with the way the games evolved. But he's just found a way to stay relevant, stay impactful. So strong. And, so strong dude and he was a, such a boss on those bulls teams i think he's been uh criminally underrated for most of his career that said he's older and he's not as important on this team and he is still more of a traditional power forward so i have him down at 20
1: yeah i'm sticking with 11 i love him i love his game i think he's still good he's a little long in the tooth but um i would take him in a heartbeat maybe we'll have a a Millsap Barton for Gibson, uh, Jimmy Butler trade or something
0: in the season would be. Speak it into existence, baby.
1: Well, I don't. I don't know if I. Lo- I mean, I like that, but I don't love it. But we'll, we'll see. Uh, I like my guy Barton. I can't. I, it makes me. me too. Makes me sad to think of these guys not not always being Nuggets. Milwaukee.
0: Uh, Go ahead. Can you just be a journalist, please? Can you put your journalist <laughs> pants on? And-
1: I can't do that.
0: They're not our friends, Adam. Yeah, well, that is true.
1: Milwaukee Bucks power forward
0: on Ilyasova or is it Giannis? I don't know.
1: Well, so I had Middleton as the small forward, so that means Giannis is still on
0: the board. Oh, okay. And well, then be, Jan-
1: he should be easy to slot. I think in your in your top.
0: Rank. Yeah, I don't know what this does to the rest of mine, but we're not necessarily going in That's order, fine. so no, yeah. no one will ever know. I'll have <laughs> I have him at, at two. I think. Yeah, he's definitely. I don't think. I think. I think one two.
1: This is very easy, and he's he's definitely two. Now you yeah. can make
0: the argument he's won
1: this upcoming season. I am You'd be wrong. Maybe, maybe not. I am very, very excited for Milwaukee to have who I who I believe is a very good coach, because I don't think they've had a great coach um, in Giannis' tenure. And I think that having um, I think I think this could not only should it be a, the best year ever just because of his age, this could be a year where he actually has another le- sort of leap in him. And if that's the case, he's already one of like the five or six best players in the league.
0: Well, yeah, the only hope in him not ruining this league forever is that progression is not linear, because <laughs> if it is, it's, there's really nothing to discuss here. 27 uh, that, points, 10
1: rebounds, 5 assists last year. I mean, those are...
0: That we, said, Adam, progression is not linear. Yeah. And we we One thing we have to do is uh, stop doing the what if this guy becomes a great shooter. Like some guys aren't yeah. great shooters. You yeah, know I don't think he'll ever be a great shooter. Yeah, me either. That's said, he's not going to really need it to be. doesn't matter,
1: though. Yeah, it's so yeah. weird. He's, he is just like his body is so bizarre. I always talk about how bizarre NBA players' bodies are. It really is, the, especially seeing these guys in person, you really realize how much players either have like super wide shoulders or super long forearms or big feet. Or just They're always weird. Their waist is really high and long legs. Giannis is a guy who's just like so lanky,
0: man. Maybe without the most lanky guy I've ever seen. I mean, without basketball, he would look ridiculous. Like, yeah. he's he's almost gross looking. His in hands real are
1: life. just so enormous, and his arms yeah. and legs, and and he and the best part is is unlike some players, he knows how to use that those traits to his advantage. And just the way he attacks with the ball in his hand—imagine tr- trying to guard a guy whose step is like two and a half times longer than yours and he knows how to use his body like he has great body control he just if he gets by you with that first step he's by you and and there's nothing you can do
0: i mean i'm five six and a half so there's just the (laughs) the myriad ways in which he could put me in a coffin are Uh, fun to fantasize uh
1: number two all right so the miami heat okay the miami heat james johnson See, I have him as well, and we can just stick with him, but he's not going to start. He's the, he's always a bench guy. I mean, he started a lot of games last year because of injuries, but it seemed like when everyone was healthy, they would always use him so, as their so Will Barton. I mean, he's he's just such an all-around player.
0: I don't have their depth chart in front of me, so who would it It would be? There's
1: not a Bam at a bio, maybe. I, I mean, there's not a natural guy to slide in there, but... Um, but I would guess it's going to be Bam. But well, I, I had James Johnson as well, so we can stick with him.
0: Okay. I'm irrationally high on James Johnson.
1: Because <laughs> he's awesome.
0: Yeah, he's super awesome. So I have him at 13.
1: Wow, I have him at 21. Um,
0: okay, you're probably right. He is I awesome.
1: Right. His shot is not very as good as you think. I mean, he's got a bit of the Wilson Chandler three-point shot where it looks good, the form's good. He looks like the kind of guy that knocks him down, and he just doesn't.
0: Yeah, he uh, he's a better playmaker than most of the guys on this list. Oh, um, yeah. oh he fun. does a lot of more of the in between the crack stuff on offense, yeah. uh, moving off ball, setting screens, pretty good rebounder or decent rebounder, I should say. And you know, there's the versatility there defensively. So super great basketball IQ, man. I mean, the yeah. guy makes
1: so many great play. I I love James Johnson too. He's a bit of a crazy person.
0: Yes, certainly a I hear, person. I hear. But that, but that also plays into why I'm so high on him. Like, he could <laughs> beat you up karate style, and that's super dope. That's so a 13. feature, not
1: a bug. I like yeah. it. You're probably, you know what? You might actually be more right than me on that one, too. Um, Memphis Grizzlies, I have hot takes here.
0: Okay. Who's What's your, your hot take? Well, I
1: want to know who your starter is. I have Green. Jamichael Green, very good player. Um, I have i <laughs> have jackson jr man and i know that's a little bit crazy for i he's a guy that i think is ready to play in the nba i i think and uh, especially on a team like this that has a marcus and a mike conley i just think he he fits that uh he fits alongside those two guys he i think he's gonna be very good and i don't think he's gonna start right out the gate but i would not be surprised if he was starting by december and I have him as well, the twenty eighth best power forward because he's still a rookie. But I think he, I, I, I just think that you might as well start the clock on him now.
0: I agree, especially with what they're trying to do as like a compete now team that somehow just had a lottery pick. <laughs> um, if they really think that they can have a healthy Conley and uh, Gasol, then the the upside, right? The best case scenario far outweighs the worst case in terms of putting putting him there over Green for yeah. sure. So I get that. I just think Green will start. Yeah. I think I have, he will start for sure to start the season. I have him at 24. Okay.
1: All right, so not that far for for we're not that far off in terms of oh, our Oh, I'm sorry, 26, 26. Oh yeah, it's even closer. Um one spot. Uh the Lakers.
0: The Lakers? Yeah. Um LeBron Ramon James? That's who I have too. Um where, where do you have him ranked. <laughs> I have him 13th.
1: Yeah, and same. yeah, no, I have him number 1. Uh, LeBron at power forward with all these puppies,
0: it's gonna be interesting. It is gonna be interesting. I have convinced myself it's gonna be kind of fun, if nothing else. The Lakers,
1: I hate to say it, the Lakers are fun. They're they're a fun team. They did not deserve sixty nationally televised games last year. They weren't that fun, but Lonzo's fun. Brandon Ingram's interesting. Kuzma's good. Uh, you know, obviously LeBron. Beasley, even, <laughs> you know what? I'm curious to see what he does. This team, Rajon Rondo. I hate to say it, but actually are, they'll either be interesting and a disaster or they'll be very, very fun and annoyingly so.
0: I agree. I Can I give a hot take, though? I think LeBron James is going to have an MVP quality season. There's nothing hot is about it, is
1: that. Yeah, there's nothing
0: hot <laughs> about that. Uh, every year, man. Oh, can I just say this, though? This is a real take. This is how I feel. I understand we have to respect the single season nature of MVP, but if LeBron's in the top two or three in another tight race, just give it to LeBron. Like, still the best player in the universe is a perfectly fine tiebreaker.
1: James Harden can only have so many MVPs. I guess he only has the one. But I just I don't, I don't feel like
0: he <laughs> <laughs> like literally that's true.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'd be weird if he had a if he
0: had too many of those. I don't know. Giannis might be my pick for MVP. That might I, be a crazy one. I mean, value bet. I I get why you would go with Giannis. But Adam, is Giannis a more valuable basketball player than LeBron? No, well, I'm talking about two, we're talking about 2019 is
1: the only thing. LeBron did the 82 game thing last year. I wouldn't be surprised if he did the 62 game thing this year, but we'll we'll see what happens. He needs to. There's nothing to play for this year for him, in my opinion. So we'll we'll see how he does. Um, the Clippers.
0: Clip show. I have Danilo Gallinari. Uh, I used him as my small forward. Okay, and you have Tobias at the four. So I
1: have to have with Tobias.
0: Yeah, I went back and forth. With, I I DM'd our buddy Rich Homie Flom over at the uh, <laughs> Clippers SBN site and uh he told me he thinks it'll be Gallo, so I went with that. Um
1: my guess is he has Tobias Harrison as the small forward. I mean, it's almost it's, semantic, so
0: Yeah, I mean in the Gallo's 6'10. Once they take the court though, I mean, and the game yeah. starts going, it'll be indistinguishable for sure, but uh so where would where do you have uh Tobias ranked?
1: 19th, and I have him ahead of Miritich, which I I don't like that. I should
0: have had him behind. Nineteenth. Yeah. Wow. I feel really dumb about where I have Gallo then. Where do you have Gallo? Twelve.
1: You know, I don't yeah, that's I mean, you definitely higher than I do for one Gallo gets hurt all the time. I mean, just Yeah, like, that's the Gallo's how how many what are the odds of Gallo having a very healthy season next year? Almost nothing. So that's part of it for me. Um It's a reasonable argument. Yeah. But Gallo's a good player, man. He's an underrated player when he's healthy. I also, like Gallo, Gallo never seems to be too
0: bummed about being injured, too. Hey, he's You know how Kevin Durant always insists on telling us he's living his best life, but yeah. then he gets on burner counts and fights? I think Gallo really is. Gallo's <laughs> yeah, just taking too. the checks to the bank. <laughs> yeah. He's fine. But uh, I think a healthy Gallinari is severely underrated, man. Yeah. I think he can still get you 15, 16, maybe 5 or 6. And, you know, one thing Denver was missing when he left was he led them in free throw attempts per game by a lot. Yeah. Uh, He's a guy who, if the offense is stalling, he'll just put his head down and get himself to the rim or get himself to the line. I think that's important, so I I like him.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that.
0: Uh, Indiana Pacers. The Pacers, Thad Young.
1: Yeah, he's definitely the guy.
0: This was uh this was one guy where like I kept putting him at different places and I never felt great. I one hundred percent forgot he was on this list and I left him somewhere he does not belong. I should shout have, out Pacers fans. I should
1: have him at like twenty five, but I do not. I have him somehow at sixteen, and that is the wrong space. In
0: my I opinion. have him at eighteen. Yeah, you were wrong, <laughs> but somehow less wrong than me at sixteen. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I can't really sit here and say I've been hitting the Thad Young tape too hard. Uh, it's true of no, a I, lot of these. Eastern that's, Conference teams. Saying, I mean, it's it's very hard to 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 catch
1: more than like four I, or five. I watch a
0: year. basketball, but yeah. you know, do I really like do I know these guys through eighty two games? Absolutely not. Um so I guess statistically Thad Young has shown us a little more than some of these other guys. Uh I haven't met any team, but yeah, he could probably be lower. Houston Rockets. Now
1: here's the thing. I did Carmelo at small forward even before Melo got got taken. The way they run their offense, they really just have two forwards. I mean, you're going to have one guy in the left corner, one guy in the right corner. Um, so I went with P.J. Tucker as their power forward. He's going to, I think, guard more power forwards or guard a lot of power forwards.
0: Yeah, I kind of forgot about Melo. Um, <laughs> Good. So. <laughs> so you have P.J. Tucker? Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't. I have – because I would have Tucker in at the three in that scenario. Ah, uh, I, see. I see. So I have Ryan Anderson. Yeah, my he's, list. Definitely
1: not sp- he's definitely not – he's definitely not starting. You have nope. to now on the fly put P.J. Tucker somewhere.
0: Yeah, well, if I have a reason at 14, then Tucker has to be there or higher. Um, I'm, yeah, he's am I'm, s- I'm like vice president of the Tucker fan club, man. My <laughs> ideal basketball team is LeBron James three pj tuckers and one Nicole.
1: <laughs> that's a good team
0: oh out. that's winning three championships <laughs> that's a very
1: good team man three pj uh, tuckers i like it
0: no he's just because the and i i say that because like you know in, in a league where we're looking through guys who can play one through five you know um yeah. defensively at least uh he can do that man probably better than than any other sort of guy his size so yeah. i just look at him as ultra valuable if you're in a playoff series
1: I have him 14, four, 11, 12, 13, four, 15. Ooh, I should have had him ahead of the guy I had right. I should have had him one spot higher. Um, where do you slot him in now on the fly? Uh, 13. Okay.
0: Draymond Green and the Golden State Warriors. I have uh, Draymond at – got to readjust for my Giannis stuff, so I have mm-hmm. Draymond at four.
1: I've got him three, and I can't wait to find out who you had. Oh, Wait. You had him at four. I thought Aldridge was four. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because you put Giannis. I got okay. thrown off by so you. You got LeBron, Giannis, a mystery player, and then Draymond. You have not revealed yes. your number three yet, right?
0: You haven't asked me yet. No, okay, so. perfect. Okay,
1: um, yeah, Draymond to me is the clear cut number three. I think there's a for me. There's a gap after three.
0: He was my three originally. Um, uh, it you could tell me you that you don't like my pick ahead of him and i would get it um <laughs> it's coming cuz i cuz I, I, I see well, Dr- all the
1: players on the list
0: i mean draymond is like this i mean hall of famer oh, championship pedigree ultra versatile best one of the best defenders in the league like his floor is like 3 4 for sure um i have this really unfair thing with draymond where i just find myself wondering too much how marginally different it would look if he was in a different scenario he's still a game changer no matter where he's at but if Draymond Green's in Orlando, are we sure he's the third best power forward in the league? Right. Um, I remain unconvinced. That said, that's unfair because the reality is he's in Golden State and he is that dude. I would take him on Denver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I had to. What would Denver's
1: defensive rating be if you just swapped Millsap and, and Draymond? Better? I don't know. would <laughs> be a lot, yeah. lot better. But with, well, where, Millsap, actually, I should say, where would they rank defensively? Millsap's um,
0: great defender man. Yeah, that's Millsap a good point. is Draymond no, that's a really light good in a lot of ways. Well, the reason I say better is because like Millsap is is as so good at the four, but Draymond's got a little more range and Denver needs a lot of help at 3. Um yeah. so, like you could sort of in theory put Draymond on true wings. Oh um, god. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. So Draymond's incredible man. For me, he's the easy 3. Oh, here I have your 3 coming up next. Detroit Pistons.
0: Oh no, that's my uh my five, now my six. Oh, okay,
1: um, so you got Blake Griffin at five?
0: Yes. Or now six? Now six. It. Yeah, whatever, dude. Well, sweet, because
1: now I have him at ten, and and I felt like this was my hottest take of the entire list.
0: Well, the floor is yours, my friend.
1: I don't like Blake Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't like his game at all. I mean, it's there's some parts of it that are flashy and fun, but I, I think he is really great at a lot of like there's a lot of stuff that isn't, isn't as valuable and it's some bad tendencies. And then on top of it all, you talked about, you know, how do you build around these? Guys? I think it's hard to build around Blake Griffin. What's the yeah. ideal center next to Blake Griffin?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Clippers situation was pretty good. Let's be honest. They were just at a time where there were other great teams and injuries, bad luck got to them. But like, it, it's hard to fathom like a better roster construction than that for him. Um, I just think uh, this is like talent in a bottle in a vacuum stuff, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Cause he's got it. He checks if we were just doing the talent, he would probably be three years. So. I mean, for me, he, right. he just, he can do a little bit of everything.
0: Uh, he's injury prone though too. Like if we're going to hold that against other guys if like, an older Blake Griffin is not a dude you have to feel super great about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of expected you to be low on Blake, to be <laughs> honest.
1: Don't like him. Not a big fan. Um, <laughs> The Denver Nuggets.
0: Uh, Paul Millsap, I believe, will be their starting power forward.
1: He will. My sources
0: tell me. <laughs> I have him at eight. Okay, I have him one, two, three, four, five, six.
1: I have him seven. So I think we had Porzingis and Millsap maybe switched.
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: Okay, so I have him. I have him seven ahead of, Mil- of Porzingis.
0: What's your take? Uh, just. Awesome, awesome basketball player. Always has been. If you don't like Paul Millsap, you don't like basketball.
1: Um, I can't wait for him to wreck it this year and to shut up some of the very vocal haters. And there's one in particular who's a very well-tenured, old, crotchety old guy. And I can't wait for Paul Millsap to just destroy this year of the healthy year.
0: Drives me nuts. I can't believe I had to write it, but I wrote a locked and loaded column for Denver Stiffs about just sort of the way the season will look and their all-out offensive approach and um let's not overthink this man. They're just so much better with Paul Millsap on the floor.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like
0: it's... offensively and defensively.
1: Um so let's do this. Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Nikola Jokic. Not a good defender in the lot. Gary Harris, I guess you could say good, not great. How tough
0: is Millsap's job defensively this year? Oh my goodness! I mean, we got glimpses of it when he was healthy last year. Like that he was dude, great. Was, he
1: makes up for so many. He's like Draymond; he makes up for so many mistakes.
0: Unbelievable, man! And look, watching him play next to Jokic, it's like watching an older brother keeping one eye on his younger brother on the <laughs> yeah. playground. You know, yeah. like he knows he has to be there for the help, but he's always conscious of where his guy is. Works his butt off to recover, and then somehow is still in the rebounding fray. And he's just incredible, man! Like I encourage Nuggets fans to take. Entire defensive possessions and just shadow watch Millsap, and and you'll have your jaw to the floor.
1: So he went from averaging pretty consistently right around 17, 18 points a game for the previous four years to averaging 14.6. What do you think he is going to? What what's he going to look like statistically this year? Raw statistic per game
0: stuff. Oh man, I I really really don't know. Can you hit me with those numbers again? What did you finish with? So last, last
1: year? year he averaged 14.6 points per game. And yeah. six six point four rebounds, and that was in thirty minutes a game.
0: Yeah, I think it should be more like sixteen and seven. I mean, he was playing with one hand. Yeah, for the final. And if you go back and you watch that footage, it's he truly is playing with one hand. He can't dribble to his left, and uh, he still managed to be effective. You know, I don't think Millsap's ever going to get more than sixteen a game. But in this, this is going to be one of the three or four best offenses in the league. And I don't have to convince you that. So I think a healthy Millsap will reap the benefits.
1: I think he's going to average 13 points per game, which is relatively low. But I, Denver is just not going to struggle to score. And I, and I wonder with him if he's going to see this and be like, you know what they need? And it would be the best thing for Denver if he just fully committed to to what Denver needs the most, which is defense. And, and if that's the case, then it's almost like he can not take offense off, but if his offensive – if his energy is just – saved a little bit more on the offensive end um and if that's the case you know 13 points per game high efficiency and then just a defensive monster to me that's denver's best ticket to to success this year
0: that'd be really cool if he took that approach i want to shout out a a blog post i read i believe it was jordan scott on the all-around um the Trainators site the Trainator on twitter launched that thing and he said if you're the opposing defense and you're looking at a spot to hide your worst defender against Denver starting lineup next year. It might be Millsap. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's that's like Millsap can hold his own, but I you're right. I mean, he's the fifth most important option uh, yeah. offensively.
1: So curious to see how that dynamic works. We just it sucks that we got that, that Denver gets Millsap on what's basically a two year deal, and one of those years we just got nothing from. Like and we just have no idea.
0: He's never been hurt like that before. Yeah. It's just so Nug life, man. Oh, if
1: he gets hurt again, that would really be something. That, that's my money's on that. Day. Oh, jeez, you're the worst. Um, yeah. Do you think he plays center at all this year? No. Yeah, I think he will, just because there's a chance. I mean, Jokic and Plumlee will probably miss some time, and there's no Thomas Walsh, baby. But if if everybody healthy, I'd love to see him play some center. I just would love to see what that looks like with you know with a Wancho in there. Um you know, just go, go extra small. Um,
0: Trey Lyles, even it's the one thing, you know, we really haven't even seen glimpses of from Denver is a a small ball. Look, we
1: saw Trey Lyles uh, at center more than we saw Paul Millsap. um, Right. right. All right. Let's go to the Dallas Mavericks.
0: Dallas Mavericks. Dirk Nowitzki. Yes. Uh, This is a generous 28.
1: (laughs) 29. Yeah. (laughs) I love Dirk. You know, I've been watching some stuff on uh, on both Dirk and on Tim Duncan. I shouldn't say I've been watching some stuff. Like over the last several months, I've seen th- different different like specials or you know behind the scenes stuff. That's who the both those guys are. Who Jokic has to take the cue from. I mean, he needs to pull from both of those guys. Imagine what a great run Dallas fans have had cheering for Dirk.
0: Oh, it's awesome, and it sees. You know, there's an irony here because of some of the stuff that's gone down within that organization of late. But when you sort of weed through all the the crappy stuff that have come about in sports and, and all the controversy and like Dirk represents everything that's great about pro sports, took discounts, fans love him, stayed with the team, was called soft, was said he couldn't win, but he did anyway. Uh, he's an awesome presence on social media, but like without being obnoxious or rude.
1: Oh, he's, he's just the a, best. Yeah, he's
0: a real one, man. And like, if you love sports, you just have to love his career arc, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Um, it'll be sad to see him go. Uh,
0: Cleveland. The uh, so do you have Kevin Love?
1: Yeah, it's Kevin Love.
0: Yeah. So I know that I saw him listed at center, but he's a power forward. Uh, I had him at. Pre Giannis, it was six, so he's now the new seven or whatever.
1: I have him five. Man, I'm so curious now to see who you have ahead of Draymond. I think I know who it is now. Um, I have him at five, ahead of Aldridge, ahead of Milsab, Porzingis. I think he's so good. And this is the, he's getting the Bosch treatment, you know, where the last four years he's just been a role guy. I'm so ready for Kevin Love to, to, the guy on that Cleveland team and I'd almost root for him to like carry them to a playoffs I don't think it'll happen but I'm just curious to see if he has it still the number one option thing
0: absolutely and also I think he's earned this he does not get enough credit for he was he was asked to make a lot of sacrifices man not just to be a part of a LeBron team but to relegate himself to a glorified role player a guy who was a legitimate MVP candidate not too long prior and, you know, who took, he was the subject of some passive-aggressive tweets. Are they going to trade him every year? And he just never – he did the right thing, you know? He stayed composed, treated everyone with respect, and he went out and competed. And, and he got it done. They won. So he's earned this, and I would love to see him get back to, like, 22 and, and 11, you know? Yeah. Uh, did he have
1: a 30-30 a <laughs> game? I'm trying to look this up here. Right? No,
0: that he, sounds – that actually does sound right.
1: I don't. I just did the the search in here, and I didn't see it.
0: Um, What I remember is his game against OKC. It went into like double OT, and it was basically him versus Durant. Um, And Love just took some like three or four like like MVP caliber shots and drained. (laughs) That's
1: a really great game. He's so good. I'm I'm actually that's an underrated under the radar storyline. I'm excited about Kevin Love's return as the number one option. Um, Chicago Bulls.
0: Lowry La- Lowry, Lowry bird Low- Lowry. uh 10 now 11
1: oh wow okay yeah you're higher on him he mean he's good but he's still a second year player
0: <clears throat> yeah but he was really good on a really bad team his first year
1: well good news is he's gonna be on a really bad team again yep. this yep. year <laughs> exactly I have him 18th um they're another team that I don't know that their roster construction is pretty dumb. I mean, they, I don't, that starting lineup's not great. I think Jabari's going to chuck a lot of shots. Levine's going to chuck a lot of shots. But <laughs> oh, You think so? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Dark horse, uh, uh, rookie of the year candidate Wendell Carter jr. Cause he's going to have to average two and a half blocks a game. So yeah,
1: actually he is a, he's a very good, uh, dark horse pick. I think for that, uh, I like Larry bird. I don't Larry marketing. I call, I like on him <laughs> Larry bird. I like Larry bird, but, uh, I don't know that this is the year he's going to make that leap. Um, yeah, it's probably
0: way too high. But I, uh,
1: <laughs> you got that one wrong. I win that round. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Charlotte Hornets.
0: Marvin Williams. Yeah, that's so what I have. Uh, Twenty-seven. Man, that's exactly what I had. Twenty-seventh. Nice, yeah, high that's five. our first. Uh,
1: is that our first like? T-
0: complete match perfect match the first time we've we've agreed we've been on the same page since you hired me
1: that's that's a good point there's nothing to say about him let's move on (laughs) (laughs) the Brooklyn Nets uh Damari Carroll right I had him as the small forward in the last Uh, one so I went with Rondé Hollis Jefferson
0: oh yeah that makes sense where'd you have him
1: I have 11 12 13 14 16th
0: nice I have Carroll at 17
1: okay so we're right in the same ballpark really big fan of RHJ um, I think he'll be good. I actually think this will be a good year for him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, – I don't think he's he has room to, like, surprise people because he's not that kind of player, but I think he can be a really, really good role player. Um, So we'll let's, let's stick with him. Boston.
0: Yeah, this is my number
1: three. Okay, I knew that's where it was.
0: Gordon Hayward. Gordon, uh, daddy's always happy Hayward.
1: <laughs> the weirdest thing ever. God, that is so weird. He is so uncool. I kind of like it. I kind of <laughs> dig it.
0: <laughs> um, I know if you go back man his his physical transformation almost amazing. rivals Kevin Love's right yeah. yeah
1: Both of those guys are like incredibly handsome and they They're were
0: so goofy looking in college I mean I've seen people like lose weight and change their look but I've never seen people just get objectively hotter I didn't <laughs> know you could just like do that
1: Everybody is so much more attractive when they have like zero body fat That, that that's it's just true. an objective fact and
0: and Gordon Ditch the uh the the high school musical bowl cut he was rocking so
1: you know he's like an incredible gamer right like really yeah. really
0: good i did notice that i don't care at all but i did know um <laughs> sorry i also don't
1: care now <laughs> let me explain let, let me give you the floor gordon hayward is better than draymond green this is this is coming from you i want to hear it
0: uh sh- you know i just think he's like a better basketball player is he more impactful more important to his team and the league <laughs> uh no no this is but you like, drowning no i just think he's like a better basketball player he's he like definitely much has offense. like more skills like if yeah you just lined up more skills. skill more talent i mean i like draymond's like this super complete player but i stand by my like 20 percent curious about what does draymond look like in a different situation yeah I wonder how.
1: What do you think? What do you expect of Gordon Hayward this year in terms of health? Do you is this a is this like an entire season it takes him to bounce back, or do you think he's he's a hundred percent and his best ever
0: at some uh, point this season? I think he'll be okay. I, I feel differently about it because I remember watching the Paul George thing happen and being like, "Wow, that dude will never do anything again. Yeah. He'll never play sports." And he's still Paul George. So I mean, but it 2000- did take a year for him. Yeah, but but Gordon had a whole year, you know, and and I mean not <laughs> yes, playing an entire year. God, that was so unfortunate, man. Um, I know, like um, that was my first time on your podcast, and it was cut short because he died <laughs> so. his
1: leg fell off. Yep. Um, he's really really good, and he was another guy that was sort of um sort of coming into his own right right at the end injury. I mean, he it, it sucks, and this is my biggest fear with Yoke is you know Denver has him locked up for five years. He's twenty three. 28 is when he'll become a free agent again which is probably going to be his best season will be the season following that year and i it, it would just suck to have your your franchise player right when they reach their peak pinnacle of their prime to leave and i felt like that's kind of what happened to utah he's at his before he got hurt he was at his peak
0: and right as he started a new team and they did everything right no, I mean, what else could they have done to convince him to stay? Well, they so. could have
1: offered him the full extension when he was due for
0: it. So they screwed him oh, the year before. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's no, the, that's a good point. They did not do everything right. Very yeah. good. But um, it, it was a good situation, it was an enticing one, and he still bounced. Yeah, he still bounced.
1: Although, Boston, you can't blame him. Boston, a much better situation. So, yeah,
0: especially if you're vaguely MAGA so oh geez (laughs) we better wrap this pot up
1: atlanta hawks
0: Uh, okay john collins john collins have you ever as a side
1: story have you ever had a tom
0: collins i don't know what that means man that's
1: a drink it's like a it's like a mixed drink i don't don't know if i've ever had one either so that's a no for me
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) uh i have him at 19
1: I have him at 14. I think he's going to have a good year. Although their team's going to be so bad. But I think he'll have an, have an incredible, like maybe an average, a double-double type year. Because he's going to get a lot of minutes. There's nobody else to put up any stats on that team except for Torian Prince. I think he'll, uh, I think he could be really good.
0: I felt that way too. But I had a prominent Hawks media member, blog boy, tell me they're not as high on him as everyone else is. Mm-hmm. And they're worried about the shooting. And that was enough to scare me in this the two hours that I whipped these rankings.
1: <laughs> so any big takeaways from this, uh, from making this list on power forwards,
0: uh, was once a much more loaded position, right? I mean, I, it's different now cause we got Hayward and LeBron in there and all that. But I mean, I kind of consider them small forwards. Um,
1: Blake Griffin, Porzingis, LeBron, Giannis, all in the same category. And they're yeah. like completely different players.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Like Dave articulated this stuff really well on that last pod. Uh, thanks for having me follow him, by the way. No pressure. Um, <laughs> where it's just like if you're a two, you're a three. If you're a three, you're a four. And if you're a three, you're a two or a four. Some of yeah. these guys are fives. Um, yeah. So it was just like an. my real takeaway was just like the amorphous nature of this position. You know, it's kind of what you can make out of it, you know, what you can make it to be depending on your roster construction.
1: Might be the weakest position. Um, you know, point guard, shooting guard hit, was really strong. Small forward and power forward both. I think because there's so much crossover at that position, but but it just seemed the weakest. And I think center position, surprisingly, very very stacked right now. So,
0: um, so power. Remember powerful. when the, the center position was dead? Remember was that two
1: two years ago? It's, a, yeah. it's it's happened very very quickly. I mean, really starting with that Towns, Jokic, Porzingis, you know, rookie class, rookie season. Definitely. Now there's Embiid's in the. I mean, there's just so many so many good centers. So um Brendan thanks so much man Brendan's also been on fire on denverstiffs.com guys if you haven't checked it out he's been putting in some work so be sure to to check out his uh his work there and for everybody else we're gonna be back next week gotta finish this up with the centers where's Jokic gonna rank how highly am I gonna and am I gonna rank I should bring Andy <laughs> Bailey on for that maybe I'll reach out to him because he's the only guy higher on Jokic than I am <laughs> um so maybe maybe I'll, I'll see you I'll try to tempt him into ranking him number one um and then also, we're going to do some play some over under game, uh, try to go through everybody's over under next year and, and and see where if Denver's going to grab the over on 47.5. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, and a review. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Nuggets podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit us
0: on the web at denverstiffs.com.